I'm dealing with fear factor. Um, turn to Luke, St. Luke, chapter 1. Luke follows Mark. St. Luke, chapter 1. I'd like everybody to open up a Bible. Never believe a preacher without a Bible. Luke chapter 1, and I want to look at verse 26, and I'm going to end my reading uh, a little further down the page. I want you to follow with me. Verse 26, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee near, uh, named Nazareth to a virgin, a spouse, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, not above women, among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled, agitated at his saying, and cast in her mind that what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. For thou hast found favor with God. This morning I want to preach around the subject, favor that defeats our fears. God's favor, and we'll establish this, that defeats our fears. The greatest threat to the peace of the believer is Satan's strategic weapon of fear. Our fears conjures up worry, controls and consumes us with a captivity which causes us, listen to this, to control others. When people are controlling they are suffering from fear. And, and, and when we begin to look at this matter of fear, fear can cause us to clam up so that we cannot be transparent. Fear causes us to cloud even clear issues. Fear can affect our trust, God's truth, and our triumph in our lives. And this monster of fear preempts our peace, our possibilities, and our God-given power. Fear can mess you up. And I want to be honest with you because I don't want you to think that I live outside of the school. The Bible says, thou shalt fear no evil. That when we talk about this, this fear, this phobia, I want to look at the life and challenges of Mary, Mother Jesus, the earthly mother Jesus, some of the fears, three in particular, she faced 
the fear of the unknown, the fear of the uncontrolled, and the fear of the undoable. They, they are the what ifs. Fear of the future. What if? What if I get laid off? What if? What if my husband or wife dies? What if my children get in trouble? The, the what ifs. Speculation of future things that are not even real. And then we go from the what is to the hows. How is God going to fix this? How am I going to live at peace with myself? And then, of course, not only the unknown and uncontrolled, but the undoable. I just can't do this. And fear comes up, comes out and begins to permeate our spirit. Fear is an antithesis of faith. So while I'm fearful, faith is not engaged. And when faith is engaged, fear dissipates. When we look at this story in Luke, Luke's objective Luke is writing, the historian, the physician, to portray and to paint Jesus Christ as the 100% man, the perfect human being, the son of man, prophetically. And Luke talks about the sinlessness of the Savior and the sacrifice of the Savior um, who died for all of our sins. But it's here in this first chapter that what, what transpires before we get to our text is that the angel, an angel, came to Elizabeth, who was Mary's cousin, who was pregnant miraculously because Zechariah and Elizabeth was well stricken in years. There aren't too many people in the Bible that the Bible refers to as well-stricken in years. And when you see that term, it means they had already passed the point of their flower. They, they, they were old. They were um, dead, so to speak, as far as reproduction was concerned. And God came to Elizabeth through the angel and promised that Elizabeth, at a well-stricken age, would have a son who Isaiah portrays as the forerunner of Jesus Christ. That this son named John, John the Baptist, is the one that would roll out the carpet for Jesus. Do I have a witness? And, and Elizabeth was six months pregnant when Mary became pregnant. And the interesting thing was... John the Baptist, and I didn't bring this out this morning, John the Baptist is the only person in the Bible that was born saved. You and I had to become saved. John came out the womb saved. He was filled with the Holy Spirit at the point of conception. And, 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 and what I like about John, when John got older and was baptizing in the Jordan, 
and saw Jesus coming, John said, wait a minute, uh, the perp my purpose for living is that now that the master has come, now that Jesus is here, I must decrease and he must increase. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, all that took place before the first 25 verses deals with the birth of John the Baptist. And then we get to verse 26. And I want you to see that Mary, and we're going to talk a lot about Mary because some people caught up in Maryology. We should not worship Mary. Mary is not above women. Mary was chosen among women. Mary was a sinner that had to be saved by grace. Can I get a witness? Yeah, there's no preference to Mary. She was highly honored. She was a great woman. She, she was a great vessel. And, and we want to stay clear of Mother Mary. Mary's not your mother. And, 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 and Mary is the mother of Jesus, but only to a point. Because at age 12, when Jesus walked into the temple and was teaching and questioning the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, he had, he had become misplaced from his parents, earthly parents, Mary and Joseph, and they had gone to another town. And Mary asked Joseph, where's Jesus? He said, I don't know. They went back, and she ran into the synagogue to the temple, and she began to rebuke Jesus. Where have you been? You know, looks like a mother would do. Where have you been? And, 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 and as she's rebuking Jesus at the age of 12, he turns around and says, woman, do you not know that I'm about my father's business? In other words, with all due respect, you did your job. I'm here now. You, you know, this, this is not an ordinary son at the age of 12. Uh, now I'm your God. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so when, when we understand that prophetically, and I want to get this in place, that the prophecy of the seed 4,000 years ago to Adam and Eve is here. The prophecy, amen, of Isaiah 740 years ago that a virgin, Amma in the Hebrew, would be born, amen, uh, is here. The prophecy of Micah 5-2, 400 years ago, is here. That he would be born in Bethlehem of Ephrata, specificity, because there's two Bethlehems, and that a governor would come out. He's a governor. He's wonderful. He's marvelous. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting father. He's, he's the father of time. He he, he was not born uh, through time. He controls time. He's the eternality of the Godhead. He, he is who he said he was. He's the word of God. He always was. He's the wasness of was. Can I get a witness? And uh, he's eternal who decided through the plan of God, Acts 2, 22 and 23, to take on a body and enter time. Jesus is not Mary's little baby. Jesus yeah, is not some helpless baby in a manger. Jesus is God in the flesh. God stepped into the human race to offer himself as a sacrifice. He is our kinsman redeemer. I'm preaching already. 
He, he is everything and every, he's everything he claimed to be. He said, search the scriptures. They speak of me. Can I get a witness? Moses spoke of me. Abraham spoke of me. Isaac spoke of me. Jacob spoke of me. Daniel spoke of me. He, he says, just go on and search every book in the Bible. It points back to me. All roads don't lead to Rome. All roads lead to Jesus. Can I get a witness? And when you see the problem in the church, we really, because we have not been taught, we have not sat under good hygienic doctrine, we don't understand who he is. Because if we understood who he was, we wouldn't act the way we act. We, we, we wouldn't come to church all lackadaisical and, amen, on the phone texting and tweeting. We, we, we wouldn't sit here like, I wish he hurry up so I can get out of here and go watch a football game. If you knew who he was, that he's king of kings and lord of lords and the potentate of paradise, if you, if you just knew who he was, you would bow prostrate before his presence. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, child of God, child of God, it's, it's here in this context that as we examine the preparation, process, privilege, and praise of the potentate, the ruler, that we see the same fears in Mary that we have. I want you to look at verse 26. Because the first thing is, the preparation of Jesus' birth is God's favor over our fears. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, and let me stop pausing part. This is a teaching ministry. We're going to do some teaching. There are only two angels named in Scripture, Gabriel and Michael. Michael is in the book of Daniel, the book of Jude, the book of Revelation. Michael and Gabriel are the only two angels that are named. Now let me transition to something. I'm going to do a little English here. The difference between a prefix and a suffix, one is at the beginning of a word, prefix. Suffix usually is at the end of a word. And when you begin to look at the word Gabriel, it ends in E-L, which is a derivative of God. El Elion. El Shaddai. I wish I had witness of that. Uh, yeah, Elroy. Are y'all with me? E-L denotes God. And when you begin to look at the prefix of Elijah, he is associated with God. When you look at the suffix, Daniel, he's associated with God. When you look at the suffix, Ezekiel, he's associated with God. And when you look at the end of the word Michael, E-L, suffix, he's associated with God. But Lucifer has no E-L in it. Because when God created Lucifer, he knew Lucifer was going to defect 
and become Satan because he has no association with God. Gabriel, 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 Gabriel came to Mary and said, listen, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God with all the Shekinah glory around the throne, with all the cherubims and the seraphims and the principalities and the powers and dominion, all these different classes of angels, I'm privileged to just stand right next to the Shekinah. I'm an anointed cherub. Oh, Lord. I got power. I got rank. I got authority. And all God wants me to do is take a message for him. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Michael... Michael, Michael, Michael is the protector of Israel. Michael, Michael is the one that in Daniel chapter 10, I don't have time, but you need to go home and read Daniel when Michael, amen, when, when, when Gabriel, God told Gabriel, go down and tell Daniel that we heard his prayer and help us on the way. And Gabriel flew out of heaven and Gabriel is coming through the skies to get to Daniel and the Bible says, but Satan, Prince of Persia, Satan and all these demons met him in the air and they started fighting him in the air. There was a gang war in the air and Gabriel was fighting all these demonic forces and Satan. Gabriel was banging and Gabriel was looking up to heaven and Michael drew a sword. And Michael and his angels came out of heaven and told Gabriel, you go on, we got this doc. And Michael, who is named Michael, began to fight Satan so that Gabriel, it's all in, it's right there in the Bible. Mm. Look, what, look what he said, he says, he says, he says. Uh, Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth and to a virgin. Now let me stop pausing for a I'm a Hebrew word. She's 16 years old. She does not and has not known a man. She's a virgin. We have to protect not only her virginity, but the perfect birth, the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. And I don't have time to talk to idiots that would ask me an idiotic question like, how can a young girl have a baby without sex? That's an idiotic question. Because when it comes to God, God can do whatever he wants to do. God, God, if, if, if God can make a black cow eat green grass and give white milk, then that's a miracle, ain't it? If God, if God can throw the sun and the moon and the stars and take shifts, amen, and never fall, God can do whatever he wants to. God can program a whale to pick up a disobedient prophet and spit him out in the will of God. That God can do what God took a jackass in Numbers 23 and turned him into a preacher. In the book of the Revelation, he made an eagle talk. 
He makes blind men see. He makes lame men walk. He can steal storms. He can raise the dead. Jesus can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. Can I get a witness? That's what makes him God. How can, how can God do that? How did God wake you up this morning? How did God save your soul? How did God make you whole? How did God clean you up from your dirty lifestyle? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Verse 20 says, And the angel, doing with preparation, came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Let me stop all the part. The sequence of events in the first century was this. Children had no say-so as to who they would marry. The parents made arranged marriages while they were still children. My God. In other words, if you know, if you were six, seven years old, your parent would get with another parent and say, our children will get married. And they put it in writing. And the word espouse means right a year out from the wedding, they would become engaged, which was a binding and written certificate, as if they were married. Now, here, here, is, here is a 16-year-old young girl who has never known a man, and an angel comes to the girl and says, Thou art highly favored. Look what he says. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, not above women, but among women. It's in the Bible. Are you with me? And the Bible says, verse 29, And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Listen to this, verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Let me suggest the word favor transliterated in the Greek from the Greek is grace. You found grace with God. This is the first mention of grace in the New Testament. In the dispensation of grace, this is the first mention of grace. In the Old Testament, the first mention of grace is in Genesis 6-8 where it says, And Noah found grace in the sight of of God. You know what dispels our fears? Grace. You know what helps us to work through the fear of the future, the fear of the unknown? Grace. You know when we can't see stuff, know stuff, feel stuff, amen, it's God's grace that gives me confidence. I can walk through truths. It's God's grace that says, be still and know that I'm God. It's God's, it's God's grace 
that says no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's God's grace that says the Lord is my light and he is my salvation. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my high tower. It's grace. It's grace that woke you up this morning. It's grace that cleaned your lives up. It's grace that started you on your way. It's grace that puts conviction on the inside. It's grace. Don't you ever think it's you. It's grace. But for the grace of God, there goes I. Do I have a witness out in the house? The reason I'm sitting, not sitting up here this morning with a needle in my arm, grace. The reason some of you are not a prostitute this morning, grace. The reason you're not in a padded room scratching your head, grace. The reason you didn't die from them drugs, grace. It's grace. That's why the songwriter said, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. I'm preaching to somebody, but but now I'm found. I was blind. How many of y'all know you was blind? Blind is the back with sunglasses on. I was blind, but now I'm seen. Look, 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 Mary, you ain't worth nothing. Mary, you're not all that in a bag of chips. Mary, you are a sinner that needs to be saved by grace. But you're highly favored. And because we're highly favored, amen, I'm going to make it. Because God has favored me through grace, love I don't deserve. Grace, the acronym is God's riches at Christ's expense. Because God has had mercy on me. Because God had pity on me. Because God scooped me up in my mess and put a new song in my mouth and saved my soul. Because God put a couple of dollars in my pocket. Shall a man rob God? No, here's your money. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Can I get a witness? He said, Mary, fear not. You are highly favored. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I have nothing to fear. Because I'm favored. You sitting out there saying, well, well, how do I know when I'm favored? You favored because you're saved. Can I get a witness? If you're born again, you've been favored. If you clothed in your right mind, you've been favored. If you woke up this morning, you've been favored. I know you got problems. I know I know the, the, the bills are higher than the money. I know the children get crazy at times. And I know the marriage gets rocky at times. I know the doctors can give you a bad report. But you are favored. You better know you're favored. Because there's somebody out in the street that would love to trade places with you this morning. You are favored, and you got to keep talking to yourself. I'm favored. Fear goodbye, I'm favored. Fear take a hike, I'm favored. Fear get out of here, I'm favored. I'm a child of the king. Can I get a witness? I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. I'm favored. 
Oh. Oh. Thank you. Instead of complaining, learn to thank you. Count your blessings one by one. Thank you. You woke me up this morning. Thank you. All my kids are alive and well. Thank you. God, I can walk. I can think. I can drive. Thank you. I'm saved. I'm favored. Hallelujah. Thank you. Mm. Uh, it's God's favor that removes our fears. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. That's why the three Hebrew boys could say, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not scared of you. Because our God, favor, is an awesome God. And our God is able. And even if he doesn't deliver us, we still won't bow down and worship you. Can I get a witness? You got to walk out here today knowing you have been favored. And if God's got his favor on your fears, got to back up. Can I get a witness? Yeah, so Mary, because she was favored, the angel said, the fear has got to go. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found what? Favor. favor. Grace. Grace. Saving grace. Healing grace. Sufficient grace. Suffering grace. Grace. Every time we get in trouble, God sends grace. Grace does not come to your house to hang around for nothing. Grace only shows up when you are out of strength. Can I get a witness? Great, great. Grace only shows up when you're out of options. Grace, grace only shows up when you don't know what to do. Great, grace is God's medicinal medicine to heal the saved. Look at, look at the second thing real quick. And, and it says, not only the preparation of the birth of Jesus Christ, but the process of the birth of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 31. Now watch this now. God's fruit over fear. Look at verse 31. Are you with me? And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy what? Now, let's stop, pause, and pause. Stop, pause, and pause. From the surface, it looks like God is merely pronouncing a baby. Ask any doctor, any nurse, any physician. Babies are not materialized in the womb. They're materialized in the tubes. And then as they get to their third trimester, they move to the womb. They are in the tubes. That's not what the angel said. The angel said, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Why the womb? Why not the tubes, the way God made us? Because God wanted Mary to know 
that by putting the baby in the womb and not the tubes, I'm going to overshadow the baby so your Adamic nature can't touch the purity of Jesus Christ. If the baby goes through your tubes, your Adamic nature has defected that which is holy. If the baby, you know, fallopian, if the, if the baby goes through your ovaries, if the baby, if the baby goes through the normal, amen, birth process, then inevitably something defective in you is going to touch something to the perfection of Jesus Christ. I'm preaching, y'all ain't this man. See, 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 and this, this supernatural birth, this miraculous birth, Joseph ain't nothing to do with it. Joseph ain't touch her. No man touched her. There are people that will argue that the blood comes from the father, blood type. Now, I don't know. All I know is that if a girl says I made her pregnant, the court's going to say take a blood test. Isn't that right? Now, I got old positive. Everybody got old positive. Green got old positive. It might be Green's baby. <laughs> Luther probably got old positive. It might be Luther's baby. Y'all ain't praying with me. Leave that one alone, right? I, I don't have no B negative. See, child of God, here's what I'm trying to get you to see. God the Holy Spirit had to place the baby somewhere where the nature, the Adamic nature, the finite nature, the sinful nature of Mary couldn't touch it. He said, look, look what he said, 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 look what he said. Look what he said. Now, now that y'all know my blood type, don't be calling this church. I'm telling you right now, ain't nothing happening. Look, look, look up, look up, look what he said. <laughs> oh. And he says, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. Stop. Mary, you don't need to get no test. You ain't having no daughter. You won't have a son. And you don't need to get in the hospital at the time of birth talking about hand me the name book because his name shall be Jesus. Are y'all praying with me? Yeah. Now, 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 child of God, I want you to see this. And, 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 and he, he shall call his name Jehovah who saves. Old Testament derivative of Joshua. Are you with me? All right. And, and, and so the process of this birth, the mythology messed Mary up. And God's mythology messes us up. We don't have control to pull this thing off. How's God going to do it? How, what mythology is he going to use to save my marriage? How's God going to get my son and daughter to turn around? How's God is going to help me now that I've been laid off from a job? And, and, and God wants you to know that not only because you're favored, Amen, you need not fear, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit takes out your fear. He's the one that's going to pull it off. 
He's the one that's going to do it. He's the one that's going to, amen, get your life straight. He's the one that's going to clean you up. He's the one that's going to put you on the street call straight. He, 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 he's the one that's going to, uh, uh, yeah, supply your every need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Do I have a witness? God didn't ask you to go get four or five jobs, and God didn't ask you to get a side hustle. God didn't ask you to go back to the remedies of the world where you're trying to conjure up how you're going to make money. God didn't say that. All God told you to do is worship him and pay your tithes, and the rest, y'all don't want to hear this, is up to him. process 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 look at go down and look at verse 34 Mary's very logical then Mary said unto the angel how shall this be this is not a lack of faith seeing that I know not what a man. How? Mary is only saying, humanly speaking, it's almost like an inquisitiveness. Humanly speaking, how am I going to get pregnant and I'm never laid with a man? Hmm. Now, when you go back and look at Zechariah, God made him dumb where he couldn't speak because he did show a lack of faith. But here, this is not a lack of faith. And the angel, verse 35, answered and said, he, he, he deals with process, and the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that, now look what the Holy Ghost called, look what the angel calls Jesus, that holy Thing. Don't miss that. See, the word holiness in the Greek, the word holy is hagios. Holy. I'm holy right now because I'm holy in my position. When I got saved, all of Jesus' holiness was attributed to me. So when God looks at me, he sees holiness. Because I'm in Christ. Are you with me? Now don't look up here saying, ah, he claimed to be holy. No. I'm, I'm, I'm full of holes. Just like you are. Can I get a witness? Don't get cute out there on me. Ain't nothing holy about you. You think it is. Amen. Uh, listen, child of God, but because in my possession I'm holy, I'm in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Are y'all with me? But on my state, I'm learning to be holy. I'm transforming into a life, trying to be like Jesus, trusting to be like Jesus, so I can be holy. But that's not what he's saying about Jesus. Jesus always was holy, always is holy, and always will be holy. In fact, he's so holy. So the psalmist said that God said, I have to humble myself in the presence of angels because I'm that holy. Now, I, I don't know if you got that. Angels that never sin. Perfect angels. God said, I'm so holy that I've got to humble myself just to be in their presence. 
So when people, when I ask people are they saved, and they say, well, I don't know what that means, but I live a pretty good life. You out of your military mind. You were born in sin. When you came out your mother's womb, listen to this, you were stamped for hell. You were stamped for hell. Yes, you were. You were stamped for hell. You were stamped for hell. Because we have the Adamic sin that has been passed on from Adam down to us. We were born in sin and then shaping learned behavior in iniquity. I've cussed. Just on my cussing, I'm going to hell. I've cheated. I, not my marriage. Don't get this straight. Don't get this straight. Get this straight. Get this straight. Get this straight. I don't want to have Christmas by myself. You know what I mean? I, 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 listen, I, I've, you know, I ran the streets. I got high, carried pistols, did this, did that. Any one of those things, God could have said, hell, hell, hell. Because the wages of sin is death. Every time you sin, death. But the gift of God, that's Jesus. When he died, he died for me. It's personal. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So when I got saved, God washed away all of my sins, past. Y'all ain't ready for this. All my past stuff. Now, look, look, everybody, hey, look, look, everybody, look, look, do your finger like this. That's what's over your shoulder. God washed away all the past stuff. Thank God for the washing of the past. But then God washed away all the present stuff. The stuff we're going to mess up the day with. And then if you save, God, here's what, here's what folk can't understand. God has already washed away the future stuff. That's what's messing us up. Can I get a witness? The sins I'll commit next year, if I'm still alive, is under the blood. And God says, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over. Do I have a witness up in the house? So when Jesus was on the cross dying and the blood came down and the blood came out and the blood came out of his ankle bones, amen, when Jesus shed his blood, he said, this is for Raymond Gordon. And then Romans picks it up and says, who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect and answers nobody? I'm under the blood, Doc. My stuff is under the blood. And I'm talking about some real stuff. Under the blood. Look, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Look at this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, that's why, and I ain't got time to deal with this. That's why it hurts God's heart when you won't live right through the powers of his Holy Spirit. He's done so much for you. And you dare spit in his face. Some of y'all should have been dead today. You on borrowed time. How many of y'all been shot? Raise your hand if you've been shot. Look, look, look at the hands. Look, look at the hands. You've been shot. Still here. Stabbed. Still here. Drugs. Don't get new up in here. I know who was on drugs. Still, look, so, so look, some got their hands like this. Look. No, no. No, no, I want you to do like, 
the fourth graders in the classroom when you know the answer. Ooh, 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 ooh. Fornication and sex. Oh no, y'all lying up in this place. Now, raise your hand, boy. Raise your hand or get out of the pulpit. We should be dead. But God, who's rich, he's rich, he's rich in mercy. Lord have mercy. I love y'all. Y'all funny. Here, here you go. Ooh, here's what you don't understand. The more bold you are about what God has done and what you're not, the more freedom he gives you. The more power he gives you. The more access he gives you. Do I have a witness? When I kept silence, Psalms 32, my bones wax. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. But when I start confessing myself, the Lord brought about a power I've never seen before. Can I get it? See, because when you confess your stuff, not in a closet, but openly, then you're saying it's all Jesus and it's none of me. Can I get a witness? And I dare you to say it's all Jesus and none of me. Get your butt out of the equation for one time and just say it's all God and none of me. And watch what the Holy Ghost does. It's all God, it's not my degrees. It's all God, it's not my corporate job. It's all God, it's not my good looks. It's all God, it's all God. I'm coming in for landing now. And then the process led to the privilege. Can I get a witness? We see, we don't, we really don't understand that. And what, and what God did in the life of Mary right there, the angel said, go to your cousin's house. Mary's pregnant. Her and Joseph gone to Elizabeth's house. And the Bible told Elizabeth, I mean, uh, the angel told Elizabeth, your cousin Mary's coming to visit you. And Mary said, okay. Elizabeth said, okay. Elizabeth, I think, was nine months pregnant, and uh, I think Mary was three months pregnant. And, and when the cousins, it's right there in the text, came together. The baby in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, leaped. For joy. I've, I've watched women in labor, and they, and they had those labor attacks. Ooh, you know. But it, it, no, no, it wasn't that. It, it, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Every, every, every pain doesn't mean you're in trouble. Isn't that right? 
Isn't that right? Lord, have mercy. All right. I said, we go somewhere. I told y'all years ago, I was at home on my couch watching TV and had this excruciating pain in my chest. And, and I grabbed my chest and bent over and just to go and said, I'm calling 911. You're having a heart attack. I said, no, don't call. I'm going to drive to the hospital. And I grabbed my chest and I was getting ready to get in the car. Sister Gordon got on the phone. She said, I'm going to call now. I said, don't call. I'm going to drive. Said, no, no, no. We're going back and forth. So finally, I came to the kitchen. I said, I'm fine. <laughs> so she said, what happened? I said, well, and I'm clothed in my right mind. Pass the potato chips. <laughs> All right, leave that alone, leave that alone. But, but, but here's what I want you to see. Lord, have mercy. Why, why did the baby... See, we laugh in this church. We're not all stoic. Yeah, yeah. Um, why y'all laughing? You had gas. Just don't let it out and worship. But, but, but listen to this. Here, here's what I'm trying to get y'all to see. You know, I was raised in the home, you had to hold it. So, so you be walking like this, look. <laughs> All right, look, 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 here we go. It's good, it's good, it's good. Where was I? All right, here we go, here we go. We close, we close, we close. We close. Oh, boy. This is better Saturday Night Live, isn't it? All right, watch this now. Here, here's what you need to understand. When you look at the Scripture, the reason the baby leaped is because the baby in her womb came into the presence of Jesus Christ. And whenever we come into the presence of Jesus, we ought to leap. Whenever we come into the house of God and into the presence of the king, there ought to be something in us that gets excited. Now, do I have a witness up in the house? We, we ought to live in the presence of the master. And child of God, here, here's my last point. Hey, amen. Not only the preparation and not only, child of God, this matter of the privilege and the process, but look at the praise. Look at chapter 2, 7 to 14 as we close. Faith over fear. Chapter 2, verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Now, swaddling clothes were rags used for embalmment. The dead. It was, a, it was a clear picture of why he was born. He was born to die. And laid him. In a manger. You know what a manger is. I know we from the hood and we are. A manger is a stable where animals urinate and, and, and leave manure droppings. And what farmers have got to do is change the hay every day. The king of glory took on flesh, came in a makeshift delivery room in the midst of urine and manure. He who was rich became poor, 
See, Jesus is giving us a picture. See, that's why he's got a problem when you can't forgive somebody else because he left his riches and took on rags. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says when he came to the manger and here's what's going to send the world to hell, there was no room for them in the end. There's no room for, people, for people's hearts for Jesus. There's no room in Washington, D.C. for Jesus. There's no room in society for Jesus. There's no room for Jesus. All we're talking about is trees, lights, malls, presents. I'm preaching now. Nobody's talking about Jesus. In fact, they don't even call it Christmas. They call it X-miss. I'm preaching to somebody. When I was growing up in the 50s, every program around Christmas, you had the manger scene, you had Mary, you had Joseph, but there's no room for Jesus. But we got room for everything else. Can I get a witness? Make out your Christmas list. You on your 25th item. We got room for everything else. But nobody's talking about Jesus. And there were, verse 8, in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flocks by night. Now, shepherds were considered unclean. They couldn't go into the temple. And lo, that means God specializes in coming for the nothings of the world. God, God loves the dirt and scum of the world. God, God saves the no good of the world. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And the angel said unto them, here it is, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swallowing clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with, don't miss this, the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Now the word multitude in the Greek can mean anything from 10,000 to a million. There could have been a million angels in the sky singing. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Why peace? Because the Prince of Peace is coming. And goodwill towards all men. But the angel kept saying, fear not. And child of God, you have nothing to fear because favor will take out fear. The fruit of the Holy Ghost will take out fear. Do I have a witness up in the house? You don't have to worry about the unknown, the uncontrolled, the undoable, because when your faith is in God, your faith will take out fear. Can I get a witness? And my faith says I have nothing to fear. My faith says my God is an awesome God. My faith says that God has my back and God has my front and God has my future. My faith says that God has my children and God has the church and God has everything. Can I get a witness? But when my faith will rule out fear, I don't sit up here and worry all night about how things going to get done. I just place faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. You have nothing to fear. Can I get a witness? Tell fear to take a hike. Tell fear goodbye. Tell fear to get away from you because I'm highly, I said I'm highly, I said I'm highly favored.
Let's stand on our feet. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus with a broken, repentant heart to come into your life and save you, believing he died for your sins and was buried and rose again, the Bible says you're going to heaven. Right now, moment of truth, if you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Put your hand there. Be honest with God. Everybody got your hands raised? Come on up here. Come on. Come on. Balcony, just stand up here, brother. Hallelujah. Stand up here. Come on. Come on. Come on out. Come on out. Praise Jesus. Love you, man. Love you. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you. Stand on up here. Love you. Come on. Come on. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on out of them seats. Come on. Love you, brother. This is the purpose of this bus ministry. Come on. You need to be saved. Come on out of your seats. Don't go to hell. You need to be saved. Raise your hand if you want to be saved. Come on. Come on, brothers. Sisters, if you're not saved, step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. Let God have your life. Jesus died for your sins. Let the Lord come in. You're not promised tomorrow. You could die tonight and you'll go to hell if you're not saved. Can I, is, is there somebody here you want to give your life to Christ? Come on. Can I, can I, can I, can I inch you guys out of here? Are you saved, brother? You are? If you're saved, it's okay. I understand. Who else? Who else knows they need Christ? Come on else. Who else knows they need Christ? Come on, brother. You say? All right, church, All right, boy. All right, boy. All right. You say, brother? All right. All right, man. All right. All right. Anybody need to be saved here? Anybody in any other parts of the church need to be saved? Praise Jesus. Or perhaps you are saved and you're looking for a church home. Raise your hand. You want to join based on your Christian spirits. Come on. Come on out. Come on out, brother. Come on. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, brother. There you go. There you go. There you go, boy. Over this side. This side. There you go. Is there another? Is there another? Come on. Step out. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come down here. Come on. Hey, man. Love you. Love you. Is there another? Is there another? Now, let me go to the second step. You're saved, you have a church home, but you live continuously in fear. I'm not going to ask you to come up. What I am going to ask you is for you to resist and rebuke that fear. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm favored by God. It's his grace. I need not fear anything. Praise Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. I want to ask all you guys to follow him. How you doing, brother? Will you follow the preachers? Follow the preachers. Follow the preachers. We love you. 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 All people that are, the, are attending discipleship class come down front. 
You'll be taken over to have a meal and new members orientation. Amen. Did we help your fears this morning? Amen. Did we help your fears? Listen. Let me repeat Gabriel the angel. Fear not Mary, for thou art highly favored. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word that cannot come back void. And God, those moments of agitation when we are fearful, scared, timid, experiencing phobias, let us go back to Luke 1 and read what the angel told Mary. Fear not, for thou art highly favored. Thank you, God, for your favor, for your grace. Now, God, dismiss us with your choices benediction. Help us to leave all of our fears right here and walk in the newness of life and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor, my fears are gone. We love you. Have a great day. See you Wednesday.